0: post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today
2: it is five o'clock on a friday which means it's time for a happy hour with bobby DePaul, courtesy of the bobby DePaul charities and the walking with anthony foundation and bobby d as we always do and this one holds a special place in my heart
1: uh explain the song The Ravens hit the road for the fifth time in eight weeks after a huge win against a highly rated Detroit Lions uh, football team last week. The Ravens have played well on the road with a three and one road record. Do the Ravens maintain their focus or fly into a trap at the Cardinals' nest? It's the battle of the birds, so let's talk some Ravens football. Oh, Bobby D, you're the best. Uh,
0: Josh Dobbs is a bird who seems to be relying on his legs almost as much as his wings, extending plays on the ground, um, keeping things going. With his rushing ability, anything else stand out about him to you, Bobby D?
1: When I watched the tape, the first thing that stood out to me was the similarities between the Arizona Cardinals in the Cleveland Browns, hmm. I've mentioned, uh, you know, I've mentioned before, and you guys heard me say this, that the apples don't fall yeah. too far from the family tree. New Arizona Cardinals offensive coordinator Drew Petzing is a graduate from Middlebury College in Vermont, and he worked under Penn graduate Kevin Stefanski um. at the Minnesota Vikings, and last year coaching the quarterbacks at the Cleveland Browns. You know that high iq family tree oh yeah like in cleveland we talked about yeah. earlier year. smooth <laughs> operation yeah here's the bottom line the cardinals want to establish the run no different than the cleveland browns the cardinals rank second in the national football league in rushing yard average at 5.23 yards per carry hey look the ravens only averaged 4.4 yards per yeah. carry the Cardinals also ranked number one in the National Football League in rushes of 20-plus uh, yards or more with 13 this year. Most of those runs, you know, long runs do come from quarterback Joshua Dobbs, either, you know, him taking off uh, after an attempted pass or from a designed quarterback run. No different than Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. The Ravens' defense will have to make sure they contain rush and not allow Dobbs to escape the pocket you know, when he's attempting to pass. When the Cardinals try to run the ball, the Ravens' defensive ends or the end man on the line of scrimmage will need to use a feather technique. Now, you've heard me talk about that before Mm -hmm. when teams try to contain that zone read option or the RPOs that uh, Lamar runs. That feather technique is something that has been real effective when used by other teams. Blitzing the nickel off the edge is another uh, effective strategy that Mm -hmm. teams use against Lamar. You know, I'm sure... Mike McDonald will mix in that nickel blitz, especially on first down, like he did last week to pressure that play fake. Okay, we got another situation. Maybe Kyle Murray decides he's healthy enough to, to, to slide in for a couple of series. To me, the offense won't change much because the plays will remain the same. Except Murray, you know, he's just definitely quicker and faster than Dobbs. So it'll be the same scheme, just might be at a higher octane. Bobby D, uh, we get to see
2: old friend Hollywood Brown this weekend. Is this a Hollywood Brown revenge game?
1: Yeah, you know, this is a really great question. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know who has the bigger revenge factor. <laughs> former Ravens receiver, number two, Hollywood Brown, or Ravens head coach John Harbaugh <laughs> for Hollywood, bad mouthing his former O. C. Greg, you know, Greg Roman. Yeah. He wrote. Then we got another little deal here. With another revenge factor, how about the Ravens secondary coach, Denard Wilson, for being passed over for the defensive coordinator job in Arizona by head coach Jonathan Gannon? Oh, yeah. This game will get personal on both sides. Trust me on this one. In terms of my evaluation of Hollywood Brown, he's still a major deep threat, no doubt about it. That's the main trait that the Ravens secondary needs to worry about. No different than last week when defending the Lions' deep ball threat, Jamison Williams. I don't know if you guys caught the potential reason for Geno Stone's interception last week, but that ball was thrown deep to Williams, and Geno Stone did exactly what he was you know, coached up to do, lean over Williams in case the Lions try to take that deep shot. He must be listening to 105.7 defense, and he now leads the NFL yeah. in interceptions with four all alone. The Cardinals also have two other receivers, number four, Rondell Moore, and this year's third-round pick out of Stanford, number 14, Michael Wilson. Moore's only 5'7", 180 pounds, but he's quick as a cat. You know, they use him exactly the same way the Browns use Elijah Moore, you know, that receiver. Uh All they're trying to do is give him the ball quick and let him run after the catch. The Cardinals will also use him at running back, sound familiar, and hand him the ball in sweeps, just like the Browns did uh, with Elijah Moore. So the Ravens will probably have the same game plan to defend him that they had against Cleveland. Rookie Michael Wilson's main routes are in the middle of the field. He has the size and toughness to handle contested traffic catches, unlike Hollywood Brown. The Ravens need to cross-key him and watch for that over route we talked about almost every week. Maybe somebody else could snatch an interception this week. You know, I did see where uh, wide receiver number uh, zero, uh, Zach Paschal practice this week. He's another big body. They signed him in the offseason from Philadelphia to do some blocking and work the middle of the field also.
0: Bobby D., you mentioned uh, a little earlier their their prolific run game, and a lot of that was Connor, who really had a, a nose for the end zone It was really productive for them. He's been out. And then Zach Ertz, who I felt was being showcased for a trade at the deadline, they lose the veteran tight end as well. How, how big or uh, how significant are those absences? No
1: doubt losing running back James Conner is a big deal, but not as much as a running game compared to the passing game. Mm -hmm. And you guys have heard me say this a thousand times. The biggest reason a running back fails in the National Football League is because of blitz pickup or pass protection. In the first three games of the year with James Conner at running back, the Cardinals only gave up five sacks. In the last three games without Conner at running back, the Cardinals have given up a total of nine sacks, almost mm. double the sacks. The Cardinals have tried two different running backs the last two games, but the results are the same. Both Keontae Ingram and Amari uh, Demarcado both have struggled in blitz pickup. At tight end, I actually think losing veteran tight end Zach Ertz will make the Cardinals better. Mm. You know, sometimes in the NFL, you get stuck having to play or split time because – it's more, about the, yeah. you know, it's more about the politics yeah. of task production. Uh-huh. Wasted plays by the offense. I mean, heck, we see that with Lamar Jackson throwing the ball to Odell Beckham at the end of the game yeah. to kind of pad his stats. Uh-huh. Right now he's at a million dollars to catch. How about that one? <laughs> the Cardinals drafted tight end Trey McDrive last year in the second round out of Colorado State. He's a guy that is ready to take off. All the balls that have been thrown to the 33-year-old Zach Ertz will now be thrown to McBride, and he's a player. He reminds me of the Lions tight end we just faced last week, Sam Laporta, just about the same size, same split, you know, play speed with great hands, quick, you know, feet to separate and run after the catch. The Cardinals also claimed a tight end drafted by Miami in the sixth round at the 53-man cut, number 84 Elijah Hickens, you know, another kid out of Stanford who was a teammate of Michael Wilson. He can catch and run. He's a good-looking athlete. So because Zach Ertz is now gone on IR, these two guys get an opportunity. But it makes it tougher, you know, in my opinion, based off the evaluation, it makes it tougher for the linebackers of safeties to defend. One more thing. The Cardinals do have a wide tight end, number 87, Jess Swain. They signed him from Tennessee uh, over the summer. He's a blocking tight end. So when he is in the game, there's a good chance the Cardinals run the ball, especially if the quarterback is under center. When the quarterback is under center, the Cardinals run the ball 72% of the time. The other 28% is how they get to that play action, you know, passing attack. Number 87, Jess Swain, will give the Ravens a pre snap formation read to what's coming. You know, yeah. I play linebacker, so I'm always looking at those numbers and where they're lining yeah. up in the formations. And when I was watching the tape, I was like, you know what? This is a run read for the Ravens.
2: More with Ultimate Football Guy Bobby DePaul next here on The Fan. Inside Access, we're back with Bobby DePaul. Comes to us courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities, and walking with Anthony Foundation. And Bobby D, this Cardinals defense, they've allowed 115 points in their last four losses. What is going on with them on the defensive side of the ball?
1: You know, there's some good news for the CEO, Lamar Jackson, in the Ravens offense. Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin could probably just use the same game plan that they just used against the Lions. There's a lot of similarities in scheme with keeping the Cardinals in base defense on the field and throwing the football. The Cardinals are, are even worse. You know, they lack playmakers and don't have anybody that compares to the Lions edge rusher, Aiden Hutchinson, not even close. To me, it's simply a dominant speed factor for the Ravens. You know, the Ravens have over the Cardinals matching speed for speed, when the Ravens used their 21 and 12 personnel packages, just like last week. The Cardinals did get back both their starting safeties, uh, Buda Baker, number two, uh, 32, and number 34, Jalen Thompson. So that will help them. That's back mm-hmm. deep, though. The Cardinals nickel packages, you know, they get exotic on third down, but it's more out of necessity to find ways to pressure the quarterback. They don't have anybody that consistently generates, you know, one-on-one pressure. So there's a double whammy here. You can run 11, 12, or 13. You you know maybe just flip a coin. Their top edge rusher in terms of sacks is number 45, Dennis Gardeck, and that's all scheme. And you've heard me say that before with some of these yeah. guys. You know they can't win the one on one, but they can come free. Gardeck was you know is a college free agent. He's six foot, 230 pounds. That's it, rushing off the edge. Are you kidding me? I mean, Ronnie Stanley ought to be able to just punch this guy in the mouth and that you know <laughs> snail made him. The Cardinals rank 30th in passing yard, you know, average per play, giving up over seven yards per pass attempt. You know, you mentioned points. The Cardinals struggle in the fourth quarter, ranking 32nd in the NFL in total point differential with a minus 60. They have given up 67 points and only scored seven. It's a very, you know, the Cardinals are very pedestrian talent-wise, but the guys do play hard. You know, I haven't seen anybody quit, you know, in this group. Yeah they obviously get exhausted by the time they get to the fourth quarter you know by the time they get to the fourth quarter so it, it's really not hard to figure out
0: bobby d you've got a really high batting average over the years picking out some weak spots in other teams secondaries and certain dbs to pick on uh i'm guessing the cardinals have a candidate or two for you
1: you know the problem with trying to scheme against bad coaching and bad talent is they are way too inconsistent to count on when you react, you know, to have them react in a certain way. I mean, you know, when you face a good te- you know good talent, they end up being where they're supposed to be. Then it's just a matter of winning the one-on-one battles. But, you know, you ask me for a player, and, you know, we always have one of those in our hip pocket. If so, you know, if you really want to know, it's right corner, number 20, Marcus uh, Wilson. Probably pick up a couple of legal contacts along the way if you need it. I don't think they'll need the penalties this week. The Cardinals also have, uh, they also have that scheme where they anchor the corners and you can kind of read between man or zone if whether they come over with slot or not, uh, or not. So, you know, really the Ravens will have a pre-snap read again. They play a lot of zone coverage. So I could see the Ravens using those slot formations like I've recommended in the past. I mean, that gives you an opportunity to get a receiver matched up on a safety or even a linebacker, especially if you run flood routes. I mean, flood routes, you know those concepts. They try to hit three levels to mm-hmm. one side of the field. Short, they put a receiver. Short, intermediate, deep, right up inside, in uh, uh, inside the numbers and in the hash marks. Uh, I mean uh, the sidelines. That's how you get those flood routes. The Cardinals are seeing the same flood routes every week, and and I have yet to see them play it correctly, guys. I mean it's every week. <laughs> you know if you you want to see if you want to see a perfect example of bad NFL hiring practices. Look no further than the Arizona Cardinals. Based off what I'm watching on tape, it's so obvious defensive coordinator Nick Rallis is in way over his head. I mean, three years ago, this guy was a quality control coach. He's like 30 years old, man. I remember when I was 30, I didn't know what the – and I played major college football. Are you kidding me? It's on-the-job training out in Arizona right now. Bobby, do any other observations? You know, last week I mentioned to look for offensive holding calls, and that's exactly what we got from that Brad Rogers crew. Par for the course, guys. This week the Zebras, I mean, the head referee for Sunday's game is Trey Blake. This crew handled the Ravens against the Houston Texans in week one. So we got good news, but we got good news for the defense again. We have another officiating crew that likes to throw the yellow flags for offensive holding, okay? So with the offensive lineman for the Ravens got to keep their hands in tight, just like last week. Bad news, the away team. Win percentage is only 33%. Hopefully the Ravens are focused and void that trap game. Bobby, I got one more for you uh,
0: before you tell us about um, Walking with Anthony and the Bobby D. Charities. You mentioned Swain, and it got me thinking. The trade deadline is next week. We will not talk to you before then. What do you think about getting a blocking tight end like him or Mercedes Lewis with the Bears who are going nowhere or a second move tight end? Is there a position or positions you'd like to see most addressed by DaCosta while he still can?
1: You know, that's an interesting question. And, you know, I'm watching this tape. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, Marquise Brown. Now here's a guy. Okay. We just talked about the revenge factor, but, He's really in nowhere land out there. You know, he's uh-huh. in the no man's world, okay? I know he got there because he was there for Kyler uh, Murray, but he's free agent next year, okay? And when I, you know, when the Ravens didn't have Bateman, the only speed guy, opposite of Flowers, you know, yeah. how many times you hear me come on and say, the only guy that can go deep is Flowers. Yeah. And the Ravens didn't score a lot of points. And then all of a sudden last week, got Bateman back after a couple of weeks of getting in game shape. Okay, I don't even mention OBJ because he's not a deep threat to me. No. Okay, it's really Bateman. Okay, so, so when you think about it, what do they really need? They need some insurance at wide receiver. Believe it or not, they have wow. spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, they spent a lot of money, but we've already witnessed what it's like to only have Flowers. He's a big, big piece. He's he's living up to the expectations. But if you're you know you're asking me, right? I'm looking for another speed guy just in case our man Bateman pulls a right. hand strain or does something. Because I really, you know, in my mind, OBJ is just a guy. Yeah. Okay. He He's in that category with Zach Ertz. I mean, they're wasted balls going his way. Okay. I'd rather see balls go to Flowers. I'd rather see him go to Bateman. And I'd rather see him go to Mark Andrews and, and then likely, you know what I mean? Get him back up and running. Maybe so, Jerry Judy. I yeah, don't know. No, There's I'm guys out of, there. Hmm. Yeah, I, but I want speed. You, right. Your Speed is the is, is the trait that you need. Okay. And I don't even think you really need a draft pick. I mean, you call Bidwell up. Okay. He's the cheapest owner in football. Yeah. You say, hey, I- I'll send you Duvernay straight up. Right. You send me. You'll save five million dollars. Right, I'll eat the whole a, salary. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you know obviously you gotta you gotta you gotta do a little cap manipulation to slide him in, but. Yeah, you, know, you pick up two million because right now DuVernay's on the books for four. There's two left over. You make a trade, you pick up a guy with six remaining, and you're at four. So you've got to do some type of sign and trade. I've done it before. You just say, hey, look, we're gonna do a sign, you rewrite the contract to where he gets that base salary as a signing bonus, right? And and you do avoidable. And so it pushes us all into the future, lowers the cap number for this year. I know it's a touchy subject, you know, because of the you know the yeah. revenge factor. But to me, it's all on the uh, CEO Lamar, okay, and and I'm trying to win a Super Bowl here, and I'm gonna worry about feelings after right. Things. Hey, Bobby, I got
2: one more for you because we talked to you week one about Denard Wilson and, and the job you thought he'd do. Jason and I did a segment yesterday talking about how well the Ravens did in the offseason hiring all these coaches. How well do you think Denard's done? We see Geno Stone playing the best football of his life, Brand Brandon Stevens. Stevens playing the best football of his life, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. Like, how much credit do you give Denard?
1: Well, I mean, when, you know, I work for Sumer Sports, so I'm a paid uh, guy that. Uh, you know, NFL owners will be talking to at the end of the year in terms of my evaluations of the players, but I also evaluate the coaches. Okay. And I feel so strongly about Denard Wilson as a, you know, he he's a defensive coordinator without a question. I mean, there, there, there's no way he makes it through another off season. Right. I mean, we're, we're going to get one year from him. Okay. And then he's going to move on as a, to a defense, you know, get promoted. But I, the, I, I mean I've hired head coaches too. Okay. Yeah. Andy Reid, when we got Andy Reid from Green Bay, he never called a play before. Mm, yeah. You know, certain guys just have that it factor, okay? So he's in Philadelphia last year, he gets the Emma Thomas Award, which is voted on by his peers. He's the top secondary coach in the country. He comes back, he comes to Philadelphia, makes that takes that bold risk, comes to uh, to Baltimore. We see the results on the field and there's a lot of people involved here. It's not only sure. him. I don't want to uh, go over the top on him. You know, he, you know, McDonald, you know, is doing a great job. And I mean, he could be on people's head coaching list right now. I mean, there's no question about it. What he's done in the last two years is phenomenal and uh, grown. He's grown into the, you know, grown on me, grown on you guys. I mean, he's, you know, we used to talk about him in the fourth yep. quarter, right? Okay. So he's got a lot of things, re- you know, resolved. So I- I'm thinking, Hey, you know, I-, I mean, if I'm running a team, okay. I'm thinking about Donard not only as a defensive coordinator, but a future head coach in the mm-hmm. National Football League. Well, if McDonald leaves, right? Yeah. yeah, you'd think that's
0: the next man up here, but we shall see.
1: Well, he'd be, you know, he, he, you know, you know how these things are. It's the politics of the business. Yeah. Okay, it's not only what you're doing. Okay, Donard was passed over in Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay, because of crybaby Vic Fangio in the background <laughs> pumping his guy the sigh. Right, <laughs> so now he gets out of there. You see what you know, you just heard me talk about Arizona. in Arizona. Yeah. It's on-the-job training, okay? So the hiring practices in the NFL, believe me, are, are horrible. Bobby
2: D., let the people know about the Bobby DePaul Charities and the Walking with Anthony Foundation.
1: Bobby DePaul Charities is a proud supporter of the Walking with Anthony Foundation, a charity organization on a mission to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver financial aid assistance or equipment to those in need. If you'd like to help help me out, help some kids, go online to www.walkingwithanthony.org or you can make a donation direct donation by going to the Venmo charity link and type in at Bobby DePaul Charities and make a direct donation. Thanks again for all your support. Bobby D, Thank you, always brother.
2: great. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Okay, guys, enjoy that uh, Bruce Springsteen clip. (laughs) Enjoy your happy hour. Hey, coming up next, a little purple rain in the forecast. Could this possibly be a letdown game, or as Bobby D would say, a trap trap game. game? We'll tell you next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.